88.5, The Voice of Maui, FM. You're listening to The Nurse Practitioner Show on Health, Wellness, and Managing Your Dis-Ease. With me today, I have Mary Trot- Dr. Mary Trotto. Let's give her all those kudos. Uh, and she is from Long Island, New York, but now living in Maui for how long, Mary? Twelve years. Twelve years she's been here and contributing to the community every which way she looks. And uh, she is a volunteer fundraiser at Holly Kau Kau, which is we're going to be talking about Holly Kau Kau in a few minutes about the origins and what they provide in the community. And Mary has been the volunteer coordinator for the fundraising. But before we get into that, I just wanted to make a little announcement that a friend of mine by the name of Jodine Hawkins, who is a Episcopal minister, is leading a group of women to a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in Israel. With She's looking for open-hearted, open-minded women to join a spiritual quest. The pilgrimage is with Jodine Hawkins, who is a, an Episcopal minister, and she lived in Jerusalem and led five women's pilgrimages there. So the dates, keep get a pen out, dates are September 4th to the 14th, 2020. The price for in- inclusive land package is $3,199. And so if you're interested in this trip, finding more about it, I think she had about half or more of the group ready already. So it's going to be quite an adventure. Is Jodine's text or phone number is 808-276-9006. And, uh, or you can get her at Jodine, J-O-D-E-N-E dot sacred journeys at gmail.com. I wanted to put that in because I think it's an unusual opportunity for here in Maui to go way over to the Holy Land. And especially with somebody who's lived there and knows all those kind of things when you're from somewhere. You know, and you've been there, and you've loved pilgrimages. So anyway, Mary, tell me a little bit about yourself. Your PhD is in exercise physiology. You worked with pediatrics. You were worked in school. You were a a teacher. University professor. Mostly a university, but you started out before the PhD and... In what, grammar school? I taught elementary school. Elementary school. Mm -hmm. And so you've had quite a fun experience in life. Then you became a university professor. Right. And then, so what brought you to Hawaii? My brother. Okay. (laughs) Family. My brother was uh, in the Navy, and he was stationed at Pearl, and that was in the 70s, 60s. Wow. I visited him in the 70s in Honolulu, and uh, we took a trip to Maui. Um, he was an he was an archer at the time. He was competing in an archery competitions, so we went to Maui to comp- for a competition with him, and I fell in love with Maui. And then he moved to Maui, so it was even easier. <laughs> even easier to come visit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you're also an athlete. Yes, I compete in the uh, decathlon in for the, the senior Olympics. Well, masters track and field. Yeah, masters track right. and field. So okay, I'm, I'm on the uh, USA masters team that are going. We're going to Toronto this year for worlds competition in uh, July. Now, do you practice every day? Not every day, but um, uh, Baldwin High School has made me their honorary member of their track team. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So I'm able to, I have my pole there, and I have a pole vault there, and they they work with the coaches. They help me jump and 
work with the, the hurdles and things. I have to bring my own hurdles because my hurdles are a lot lower than theirs. Right. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, we were talking it beforehand. I have gone to two Olympic Games, one in Montreal, one in L.A., and uh, it was kind of potluck. One, one, I was a hostess for the U.S. Olympic team, a U.S. Olympic group, and I had to, I had to go to a party every single night. And then in L.A., we put in a request for tickets, and I got amazing amounts of tickets. I went to everyday track and field. I went to soccer finals. I went to diving uh, semi, the, not the, the final, but the semifinals. And with Greg Lagunas, won that and saw him dive. So it was, anyways, it's a very exciting thing to participate in. I'm sure the crowds are ex- just as fervent and excited for you when you're at the uh, Masters? Well, the, not that many crowds, but mostly the families and friends. And and, uh, and sometimes they'll, interesting, they'll bus in some of the seniors from the local areas to come and watch oh, the, nice. the games. Probably must interested. be quite encouraging to them to be active. Well, we have uh, people who are competing. Uh, we have a gal now in the United States. She's in a, She's 102. Competing in the Masters. She competes in the 100 and the 200, and she throws the shot. Yeah, the hundred and two hundred running or yeah, running. yeah. okay. <laughs> Health and wellness, keeping active. That's a reason I wanted to talk about that a little bit because of our theme is health and wellness, and um, you know you have to stay active as you get older, and this is an excellent example of someone who stayed active. Keep. It sounds like it runs in your family with your brother being an archer. Well, he hasn't been. He hasn't done archery for a number of years. So, so. but he did. He was. He, did. he was yeah. when he was younger. He was a state champion at one point in Hawaii. Oh, you're kidding! No. <laughs> oh well. See. Well, anyways, keep active. That's the key. So, we're talking something I don't know too much about. Even though I have volunteered for Thanksgiving meal, helping out, cooking the day before Thanksgiving at St. Teresa's in Kihei. But what is the history? How long have, ha, has Holly Cow Cow been around? Well, we've actually been around for 28 years. 28 years, wow. It started and, basically with people knocking on uh, Father Jack's door asking for food. And he started making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then a couple of the parishioners donated a stove. And then they started cooking some meals. And they would bring it, the meals, once they cooked it at home, they'd bring the meals and people would... Uh, take food and then this uh this gal was uh she said she was inspired to go and, and start up a, a program at um and she said she, she told the uh she had a dream so she told the angel in her dream that she got the, they got the wrong person because she didn't believe in god or anything and they said she, uh she said no they said no you you got the tenacity to do it so her and kathy worley basically oh kathy worley yeah Wow. Okay. She's so they, a, she was a realtor. She was right, and, but she was the uh, one of the driving forces, and and Frank uh, Schuster, and they basically made oh. it happen. And then Maria, I know Frank Schuster too. Right. And then yeah. Maria Saki was uh, the first. They actually started the program at the Episcopal Church Trinity by the Sea. Oh, okay. Because they had the kitchen and they had facilities there, and so that's where it started. Marie, and it, Marie was the first cook and. 
Poirier was still involved a few years ago. Well, yeah, she uh, well more than a few years, but yes, she was involved. She was our program director for many, many years. Many years, and then her son was the chef or cook, right? Right. Right. Okay, I remember that. But um, then her health started to have some issues, so she she um, had to resign. But she was there a long time, and she was instrumental in. And she then, had the spirit to yes, keep it going. Right. And yeah. then, uh, of course, Father Jack, uh, being inspired, decided to uh, raise the money to b- build a kitchen on the property of St. Teresa's. And that's how we then we moved from Trinity by the Sea. Over to t- St. Teresa's but, Catholic Church. Right. But for years, uh, Trinity by the Sea always had a representative on the board. Uh, Kihei Lutheran always have a, has a representative on the board. So they're, they're all involved. And the uh, church, Kealoha Church, North Kihei, they're involved. We give them food on, on Thursdays, every Thursday, so they can give out food to their families on Friday, things like that. So it's a community effort. It's not I just... See, well, that's good know. to know. And um, now Father Jack was what was the Monsignor there? No, or? just Father Jack. Uh, yeah, he was. And then he retired. He, was, uh, I, th- I think he retired. Pretty. Uh, he has passed since then. It's been a long time ago. You know, back twenty eight years ago. So, but he was one of the driving forces. And then each pastor that came in after that kept the program going and interested. And um, today. Um, the Monsignor, Father Terry, he's uh, the actually the executive director of the program. You know, even though we well, we don't have a program director now. We we do have it, but we just they just got hired, so we, we haven't seen the person yet. They had some issues, uh, health issues and family issues. So, but um, we usually have the executive director, who's Father Terry, and then the program director. So the only person that gets paid is the program director and the cook. Of course, you have to pay the cook, otherwise you don't have a meal. <laughs> right, exactly. And I know one of the guys, I can't remember his name, but he had been a chef over at, was it? Um, the Kailani. Kailani. That's, that's Richard. Richard. Yeah. Richard, he was really good. Richard was a program director for two years. I worked, I, I volunteered under him and worked on the cam- campaigns under him. He was a good, he was good, he was an excellent chef. Yeah. And, People were very yeah. lucky. Yeah. And they're still lucky. I mean, we get the, um, the Marriott, for example. Once a month, the Marriott comes and brings all the food ready-made. Uh, they bring the staff to serve the food. Wow. And uh, everybody's delighted to eat on that day. I bet they are. <laughs> not that Robert's not a good cook. He is. But, you know, it's just a little bit different. And then the Hyatt don- in the Lahaina, they donate uh, cooked food. We pick it up and we serve it that day. So... Uh, um, Flatbread pizza would send us like 30, 40 pizzas partially cooked, so we just have to finish cooking them and uh, serve that day. So, you know, you just never know There's who's going to... There's all gonna... kinds of opportunity to participate. Right, and you never know who's going to donate something that... And you serve it if right. it's donated. Brought, but, wait, my husband and I do is bring over the big bags of rice. Right. We, and, so, so we always yeah. serve rice almost every day. Um, and... Eskimo Candy, for example, donates uh, seafood for the Christmas Day dinner. And so it just, it's just so many people co- working together to make a As they program. say, it takes a village. Yes, it takes, takes the whole community. It right? takes the community to make it happen. Yes. So um, the focus of the meal are the homeless? 
Or well, who, originally, originally, originally the focus was just on the, the people who came to the window knocking at the door. So they were the homeless. Um, they were people who um, didn't have the wherewithal to have enough money to to also pay for their rent. So it was uh, the working poor. And whoever came to the kitchen, basically, we served them. There was no questions asked. They didn't have to sign any papers or anything. All, all that we asked is that you have a shirt and a pair of slippers. And if you didn't have it, we would provide it. So we'd give a person slippers and shirt, and then they'd get online. But over the years, uh, things changed. And people started to call up and say, can we get a meal for so-and-so? Or can I get a meal? I no longer can get out. I'm, I'm homebound. And so uh, I don't know exactly when we started. Maybe 10, 12 years ago, we started delivering foods to the homebound. And now that is our biggest group. You're kidding. Yeah. I had no idea. We're, we, we're delivering 80 meals a night to the homebound. And we wow. also deliver to people who are, we call them uh, temporarily disabled, people coming out of the hospital, for example, and they, they, can, they can come out if they can get a meal, but they don't, they're not well enough to cook for themselves. And so maybe they'll come on Holy Cow Cow list for you know, six weeks, seven weeks, and then they... They're, they're and, up and stronger right. to take care of themselves. Exactly. <laughs> so we have both. We have the, the elderly who are pretty much, uh, you know, homebound, and they're going to be in that situation. And then we have the disabled that are transient. But now we're starting 80 How does somebody get meals. on that list? Basically, they call up and say, you know, um, sometimes... Call where? Call Holly Cow Cow. Holly Cow Cow. Right. They have a separate number. Yeah, eight seven five eight seven five four. And they'll either say for themselves or they'll say my mom or my friend. My neighbor. Right. And so we ask them to uh, have their doctor just send a note saying that this person is, you know, is in need of a meal. And then we send usually Bob Nelson. Bob Nelson used to be a, the pastor over down at the uh, uh, church in McKenna. But he's a volunteer for us. And he would go and visit the people and see what their needs were, like if they had steps or, you know, or if they could get out. Some people can't get out of their chair to get the food, so then we have to tell the volunteer driver, you have to go in, knock on the door, you know, introduce yourself, and then go in and put the meal by their plate. And some people have coolers, and they, we put the f food in the cooler. And then they, somebody like a caretaker or, f or a family member will come get the food out of the cooler, heat it up, it needs to be heated, and, and serve it. So they have a lot of It takes a ways. lot of coordination. Yes, yes. Wow, I didn't realize that. We have that six that drivers every six, day. Because I know Karen was a driver for a long time. Karen? Carlson. Yeah, she's still a driver. Oh, she's still doing the driving. Yeah, and so is Kathy Worley. <laughs> and so is Kathy Worley. I just saw her this morning working out yeah, this, over at Kaimalu. There are people... Uh, that have been driving, I think, for, that, for as long as the program has been in existence. No, they drive every day. They may just pick one or two No, they days. drive one day a week. One day a week, And okay. it takes about an hour to deliver 12 meals that they have. Oh, they deliver 12 to 12, 12 people? 12 to 15 meals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every day. But each, each driver only has one day a week. Seven days a week. We have. Seven days a week. Yes, right. I know. That's... For 28 years, that's a lot of meals. Yeah. Well, we average about 150 meals a night We've, between the 80 going to the homebound and anywhere from 40 to 80. Uh, we don't know the number that's going to show up any given day. 
So um, a low of 40 and a high of uh, even as high as 100 at some at some points. Now it's fairly low. Oh, about 60. What makes the difference, do you think, in the population and numbers who come to Halikauka over at St. Teresa's? I'm not sure. We don't uh, try to get a handle on the uh, demographics, but it's very variable. We do know that at the end of the month, we see more families coming. And so we have oh, with a, kids and yeah, everything, yeah. not just single people. Oh no, no. We we have little families that come with their children towards the end of the month, and we, you know, we figured between the, the rent and everything else that's due, they probably uh, can't afford the food. Yeah, so they come, and and the beginning of the month, it's um, again a lot of people, um, although they're homeless, some some people are on social security, but they just don't have enough to cover pay. everything. Right. Yeah, so amazing. And so how many people are on the board? Uh, the board is a little bit short right now, but we have um, myself, I'm on the board. I'm secretary on the board. And then we have, unfortunately, um, last year our president passed away. She had uh, cancer, and it was a big blow to us. She was very uh, de- dedicated to Holly Cow Brenda Albright, They're celebrating her year anniversary coming up in April. And um, then we have Joel, uh, Pastor Joel, who from from the Lutheran Church, and uh, Karen Carlson is on the board, and Donna uh, Johnson is on the board. So that's, that makes up the board. Makes up the board. So, right. and how many do you normally have in terms of numbers? Well, usually, usually, we, well, we usually have at least two more, which we're looking for uh, additional people to make up the board right, at this point. And what is what's required of them? Um, a dedication to Holly Cow and interest in, you know, um, keeping it viable and knowing what's going on and suggesting sources for um, income, fundraising, things like that. Okay. So, wow. So, anywhere from 80 home-delivered meals and then another 40 to 70 or more. Yeah, that's each day. Each and, day. And then we send food to, this is a recent thing about only been doing that a year and a half, the Family Life Center in Kaului. We send meals to them. So they're cooked meals. Now, and where's the Family Life Center? It's right by the mall. And the Family Life Center provides temporary uh, shelter for women and children. Oh, okay. And uh, so they, their chef was a volunteer cooking seven days a week. So now we, he gets two days off because we deliver the meals. Oh, for two days a week. Right. And then we deliver meals. Well, we don't deliver them. Kahaliakaola, they come once a week and they pick up about 60 meals and they bring it to Lahaina for their homeless shelter. So. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of food. (laughs) I know. It is a lot of food. Yikes. So that's, that's, so you normally, you have your 80 homebound. Then you have about maybe 60, 40 to 60, 80 there. They mm-hmm. come there. Right. To and the then kitchen. you have these additional. Right. Wow. That's a lot of meals being served out of Holly Cow Cow. Well, interesting. You know, during the fires in, in July, was it June, July? They had oh, the that fires. we had, yes. Well, the Red Cross couldn't get into Kihei because of the fires were on Mokalele Highway. Right. And so they called up St. Teresa's and everybody came and uh, I happened to be off island, but. They all, all, everybody who was around came, all the, all the help at St. Teresa's and Father Terry and everybody, and they, they made 350 meals and brought it to the evacuation centers in Kihei. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is something I don't think people realize. 
Yeah. And so. there's, I mean, you, you know, we talk about health and wellness and disease, dis-ease. And if you're not getting nutrition, you are having dis-ease. Right. Well, I had a friend of mine, very close friend, used to swim with me. She used to swim with us every day, and she was getting, she had gotten that MRSA virus. She got very frail. We we thought we were going to lose her, but uh, I I recommended her for holly cow cow, and she started getting meals. And within about um, two months, she gained like twenty pounds. Oh, and good she was, for her. And she's still alive now. She's ninety seven, ninety eight years old. And she doesn't get meals anymore because she has um, people who live in with her, you know. But up until a couple of years ago, she was still getting meals. So. And that's what we do. We try to bring a nutritious meal. And she always complained it was too much food, but she would have lunch the next day with the rest leftovers. So. Left, see, this is, that's amazing. You know, um, I, as I said, I've gone and volu- I volunteered once. My husband and I did for Thanksgiving dinner. Then the next year we called and said, what can we do? Oh, we have enough volunteers. So that was the end of it. I was kind of shocked and surprised they didn't need any more help. Well, in Thanksgiving, you know what it's like. We have about uh, we serve about two hundred people on Thanksgiving Day, but it's such a popular giving. Oh. It's a really giving holiday that so many people volunteer that once we get to oh, X number, you right. This. Once we get to about eighty volunteers, we really can't use much more than that. So, but. We hate to turn people away, so we tried to tell them, well, there's always Christmas because <laughs> we have another sit-down meal at Christmas time. Because normally I see people sitting outside on the picnic table. Right. During the week, on a regular basis, we have all, all the picnic tables, and that was donated uh, in part by the Rotary. And they come a couple of years. Last year they came and repainted all the tables for us. So, uh, yeah, and so we have enough seating for at least uh, 100 people outside on these large picnic tables. Wow. And that's where they eat. It's over an underhang, so even if it rains, it's they dry. Still- yeah, and that's where they have their dinner. And there's something that goes on that people don't realize, with, especially with the homeless, is a, it's a time for socialization. To really realize that somebody cares about them, is giving them a meal. They're usually very... Uh, appreciative. They always bless the volunteers. They thank them, you know, for the meal, for working. So, and they get to sit and they talk to each other and they talk to other people. And I think that's important. The socialization factor. Otherwise, I think even with seniors and elderly, the isolation, there's so much isolation that people have to endure, I think. And that can lead to all kinds of health issues. Besides depression. Right. And we do have a group of uh, seniors that still drive, but either they don't like to eat alone or they don't don't like to cook every night. And they'll come, and they'll sit in a group and and have dinner. So we we have that group. Who plans the meals? Uh, Pretty much, Robert, uh, the chef plans the meal. And the planning is kind of based on what he gets donated. (laughs) So and what's in the what's in the freezer and what's in the you know so it basically it's around what was available for the meal. But he knows it's always going to have rice and things like that. Basics. And, and one of the things that Brenda did, which she brought to us when she came on the board, she realized that some people were getting meals that they couldn't eat because they had dietary restrictions. So then we started to make diabetic meals and meals and people who uh, who needed to have a special diabetic diet. So they were different than the general meal that went out. 
And we do serve, serve some meals that are vegetarian. Some people don't eat meat. No sense being, sending the meat if they're not going to eat gonna it. They're not going to eat it because that's the most important, not right. the most important, most expensive component is meat. Right. And, and so they, if they're not going to eat it, exactly why? Right. Why send it? Right, yeah. exactly. So we, so we over... They'll feed it to their dog. <laughs> well, over the last couple of years, we've kind of... Uh, many of our homebound don't don't have animals because, you know... Can't walk them. Well, they, yeah, it's, it's really too much for them to take care of an animal. We don't see that. We don't see too many. Uh, when we, I volunteer periodically as a substitute driver, so I know I've done some of the routes. Sometimes there'll be a dog next door in the neighborhood, but it's not there. It's not there yeah. in their house. Right. There's all, there are a few that have, but many don't. So that if you're if you're having a temporary illness, or you've been come home from the hospital, and you are unable to get up and feed, make a meal for yourself. Maybe you don't even have family on island. It's a good thing to get a note from your doctor and call Holly Cowcow and let them know that you might want a homebound. You're homebound and you would like to get a meal. Exactly. Because that makes it hard and you have to call them. And what is the number again, Mary? 875-8754. That's a good one. 875-8754. Right. And also the Office of the Aging, they, they recommend a tremendous amount. The Office of Aging. Oh, I, yes. I used to be on the County Council on Aging. Right. And so they are a marvelous group. I mean, they support so many services in Maui. It's just fantastic. So right. I know that, that they're out there and they would use that service as well. That, that's great. So let's see. Um, so the, how the, the funding from the very beginning has always been donated, fundraised monies. Exactly. To support Holly right. Cow Cow. Exactly. Now, do all the churches contribute to it? Um, the, not the churches. Uh, some of the churches uh, have funds that they contribute, but mostly it's the individuals in the churches, the, the parishioners and the uh, congregation. The individual congregants pay, donate from, from Kihei Lutheran, from the other churches. Um, that's how. And, and then, of course, we have a county grant. So the county has supported us um, in the beginning. I think they gave us like twenty-five thousand. Now they give us about a hundred thousand. Because you're taking care of so many people right. who are in need, especially, I mean, with these fires that was just, it was like every week there was another fire. That was amazing. I know. And where were the shelters? Where did people go? I think it was Kamali'i. Oh, school? Yeah, the schools. Because in the summer, yeah. Yeah, it was either Kamali'i and I, either Kihei or Logalani, I'm not sure. But one of the other, that, there were two schools that were uh, being shelter, that provide shelter. Mm -hmm. they, they're the ones that were, uh, are on the list whenever there's a, like a tsunami or anything where you're told to go to. And uh, at the Kihei uh, Community Center is also a shelter. For evacuees, but isn't isn't St. Francis? I mean, St. Francis, St. Teresa's in a flat area. I mean, they could be at risk for flooding. I would think. I think so. You know, flooding is a strange thing in Kihei. I don't know if you've driven down Kihei Road uh, during the high rain season, but um, that's not an area that normally floods. Interesting. Places that you don't think are going to flood, don't flood. And places you don't think are going to flood, flood. But, I mean, just you can go down maybe a quarter mile. and It floods. Yeah, it's a floods. flooded area. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. 
And um, let's see, where are we? Okay, I'll put on a little music as we go into the break. So, KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. We're the Nurse Practitioner Show. I'm Mary Margaret Baker, the Nurse Practitioner. And with me today, we have Mary Trotto, who is the fundraising volunteer chair of Holly Kauka. So in a few minutes, we'll be back and um, hope you will join us. Pacific Medical Group at Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? According to American Cancer Society, an average of 19 people a day are diagnosed with cancer in Hawaii. Pacific Cancer Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides free support services for Maui's cancer community. Visit our website for a list of programs or to make a donation. We are all in this together. Call today, 242-7661 or visit our website, pacificcancerfoundation.org. Pacific Medical Group at 95 Lono Avenue in Kahului is the proud sponsor of the Nurse Practitioner Show on KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui, that can be heard on Mondays at 2 p.m. and again at 11 a.m. on Saturdays. Pacific Medical Group has chiropractors who specialize in the management and prevention of work-related injuries. For more information and list of potential services, please call 808-873-0733. for KAKU 88.5 FM is provided by sponsors like Valley Isle Marine Center with sales and services on boats, carts, and more in the Maui boating community. Located at 1976 Wells Street at the corner of Wells and Market in Wailuku, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, call 808-244-2000 or visit their website at www.valleyislemarinecenter.com. Mahalo for supporting KAKU Voice of Maui. Hi, I'm Bodie B., host of Death Tracks. KEKU is a listener-supported station. All of the shows you hear, like mine, are sponsored by you, the listener, as well as our underwriters. If you would like to help keep the voice of Maui talking loud and clear, go to kakufm.org slash donate today. And join me for Death Tracks. Every Tuesday live at 2 p.m. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. FM, K-A-K-U, the voice of Maui. This is the Nurse Practitioner Show, and we're on Monday afternoons, 2 to 3, and Saturdays, 11 to 12. That's our rebroadcast. With me today, I have Mary Trotto, who is the volunteer fundraiser. Now we're going to hear a little bit more about their fundraising, which has been highly, highly successful. And they just closed off a 
fundraising event. So I want to hear about that because it was it's really quite amazing. This is what people can do in Maui when they really believe in their mission. And Holly Kauko feeds, well, I guess thousands of people every year. Because five thousand something. Five thousand <laughs> plus. And you know, and last year we had the the uh, fires and this they summer. Oh, this past summer. That's right. I'm, where are we? It's in February, March already. But l- this past summer, we had the fires, and they were providing meals for the evacuees. The evacuees. So that was amazing. I had no idea. I mean, is that something that's publicized? I don't think so. So it's good that we have Mary with us today to find out more about Holly Kauko. So tell me about your fundraising activity. It sounds like you've done a fabulous job. Well, we had... Um Unfortunately, our, we had the program director had uh, resigned in uh, the end of November, and we were in search of a new program director. But we also had an assistant uh, position that we hadn't gotten filled yet. So basically there was no staff in the office, and uh, I was volunteering because I was doing um, November. We have uh, Mulligan's um Oh, they, tournament, the yeah. golf tournament? Um, Michael Dwyer runs the golf tournament for us, and he's done it for many, many years. And, yes, uh, he has. Right, and so that's a big fundraiser for us. So we were doing that, and that finished up, and of course, then you have to get ready for Christmas and all that. And and so in the meantime, we, we still didn't have a program director, so when January rolled around, said to Father Terry, I don't know, we can't do this. We usually have a big fundraiser. We go to the Marriott, and we have 500 people. And we have all kind, over 300 silent auction items, and then the live auction, and it's it's a tremendous amount of work. And I and can imagine. So I says can't be done by just me and my my volunteers. I think the average age of my volunteers is like 75. So <laughs> it just so we decided we had to come up with something else to do, and. Um, so we came up with this idea of a virtual fundraiser and having a Holly Cow Cow Fundraiser Month. And we sent out letters as if we were having a fundraiser, asking people to donate, to to be sponsors, to um, do fund a cause. We had listed things like, you know, for $50, you can buy 100 pounds of rice. And for $250, oh, you f- can... Oh, funding the, if, right, what the, you need to exactly, feed people. Exactly. Oh, great idea. So we okay. had all these different amounts, and um, we even had a thing like $10,000. You could be part of uh, purchasing a new van because we really needed a new van. So it's kind of, and people could actually take one of the funder cards, uh, cards off the board. We had a big uh, whiteboard that we borrowed from a Kihei Charter School, and uh, they could just say, okay, I want to I buy that, and I want to buy $200, 500 so that wow, yeah, and and that was the letter that went out too, with the same kind of thing, and we started getting donations, and and uh, so things started picking up, and uh, we ended up uh, at the end of the month with a, almost one hundred fifty thousand dollars in donations, and an offer for to buy a brand new van, wow, and an offer to donate another used van. So and we had the we still had an online auction which is finished March fifth, and we hope to get about fifteen thousand dollars from that. So we actually did better than last year. <laughs> so doing it differently, thinking out of the box because of necessity and not having the full cadre of staff right. to help support this, you actually made more money. 
Right. We have less expense, obviously. And fewer expenses. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So. That's fantastic, Mary. Yeah. It was, I don't know. We, when we started, it was a risk. And then we said it. This is, we're taking this risk, but we'll see what happens. And people just responded. I mean, the community, the uh, big companies like Goodfellows and Maui Soda and Ice and all those companies still, Maui uh, Health Systems, they all donated as if they were being sponsored, you know, a table. They would they still donated their sponsorship. So it, it worked. It worked yeah. and provided a lot of the items that you really need to run Holly Cow Cow right. and our all budget, the meals. Our budget is around a 400 and, 450, $420,000 a, uh, a year, the budget for food. For It's not just the food, but all the, uh, one of our biggest expenses, and people don't really realize it, is the uh, paper goods. You know, if you think about 150 clamshells every night and, and uh, cups that are serving drinks to the at the window and also the... Uh, table the dishes that go out all that plasticware napkins uh, you know people never consider that but that's that's expensive you never hardly get those donated they never go on sale <laughs> you know what i'm saying so <laughs> right right it's always a, a fairly large expense oh boy you know, i bet it is maintain. so you don't even think of these things when they're doing over five thousand meals a year and they need five thousand plates five thousand etc etc cups Probably more than that because right. people throw away and then, oh, now they want another drink or whatever. So there's multiples right. of just the people that are going to be there. Wow, it sounds great. Now, how long have you been chair of fundraising? Uh, I think this is my fifth year as the chair. Before that, I was just one of the worker uh, bees. Worker bees, yeah. yeah. So, and then I, um, when Marie Thomas uh, moved to the mainland, I took over her her chair position is working on it. And I really enjoy it. It's it's a really fun thing to do, and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a need that we have to do it. And, uh, for example, this weekend, Sunday, we're going to have the St. Patty's Day dinner, which is uh, a corned beef and cabbage, the whole nine yards, you know. We just picked up our liquor license. We have a temporary liquor license from the Liquor Authority to serve beer and wine. You know, and so the t- tickets are like for $30, you get a meal plus two beverages, you know, and we're going to have a silent auction there, and we're going to have a rummage sale. Now, are people, have people bought the tickets already? Yeah, we have over 100 tickets sold, and we're limited because, you know, it's going to be at the Holly Cow Cow Hall, Stowitz Hall, and most we could see there is 200, so... You know, now, if anybody is there, are v- tickets still available? Oh yeah. Please. So, so where would people call, or how would they get a ticket? Same number. Oh, <laughs> that's the number. The the magic number eight seven five eight seven five four. Right. <laughs> I even memorized it. That's yeah. a very good catchy and, and number. And if they they pay on over the phone, they can get their ticket, pick up their tickets at the door. So it's Sunday at the uh, March fifteenth. And the door is open for ticket holders at uh, 6.15. So oh, they, because of the, the... They get in a little bit early to see the uh, silent auction. And then people who want to buy a ticket at the door, the door is open at 6.30. But I can't guarantee there'll be tickets available, you know, at the door. But if there now, are... Does anybody donate the corned beef? Or yes. You- uh, we have um, Eskimo candy. Again, these, they're wonderful to us. We bought some, and they're donating the rest. And uh, uh, Maui Brewing is donating the beer, and uh, and Maui Wine is donating the wine. <laughs> so, 
So it's you it's know. some cost, but not as much as the the meal would cost. Right. So so you're that is a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser, and this this fundraiser is going to go into the charity walk because we're in the charity walk, and that is a the charity walk for the uh, Maui nonprofits is a wonderful wonderful thing because once you are in the charity walk and you raise funds for it, uh, they give back to you about. 25, 30% over what you raised. Wow. To the, to and the when is program. that charity walk? The charity walk on Maui is the weekend of uh, Mother's Day. I think it's it's a Saturday before Mother's Day. I believe it's May 7th. There's the charity walk. It's how they'll be advertising it all over. And uh, all the big uh, nonprofits are involved in the charity walk. And thousands and thousands of people. Well, it's, it's wonderful to see it. They took an aerial view last year from the helicopter. And because they walked down uh, Kaumano Avenue and then they cross over. And then they walk back. And all you saw was a ribbing of people on both sides of Kaumano Avenue walking. It was really cool. Very cool. <laughs> and people walk with their kids. And every organization in schools, everything, bands. Uh, you name it, and are participating. Uh, participating. The, the uh, hospice Maui and the different programs like that. Yeah, they're all all in the charity walk. It's a very good program for very good for program. Maui. Yeah. Wow! So as long as you're a nonprofit and you have a group, then you will raise money from your members or your. Yeah, well, you have to uh, sign up to become part one of their um, one of their nonprofits that's in the charity walk. So once you sign up. Then you're involved, and then you're at Kertasis to raise as much money as you can so that you can bring it, put it to the charity walk. Last year we raised $46,000, and we got back 59000 So Fantastic. Yeah. But then the state, um, we had a grant. The, the visitors and lodging asked the state for a grant to work with um, the homeless in a, in a tourist area, and the, the state matched our funds. So we received another $59,000 from the state. Wow. So that made the charity work. It really makes it really doable. worth it to participate, yes. doesn't it? Well, every every year we didn't get that, the matching grant. But even getting that 20% or so over what we put in is still a very really great. It's a really great thing for us. So well, we've been in the charity work uh, for many, many years. Last year uh, and the year before was the first time we got that grant from the state but less we haven't that was the first time we've ever gotten any grants from the state so that was good that was great yeah fantastic so it's like all quarters are participating and alerted and aware right including not just congregants at the churches but this is pe- friends and people of anybody that supports Ali Kaukau can participate in the walk well not and also our volunteers our volunteers are not just from St. Teresa's we have volunteers from Hope Chapel we have volunteers from uh, the Jewish community we have volunteers from uh, Lutheran and Trinity and these the church down in McKenna and we even have a couple of volunteers that come all the way down from uh, uh, Makawa and Pukalani to, to volunteer so they volu- believe in the cause. Volunteers are from all over. Volunteers yeah. come from all over. Now, what if somebody wants to volunteer? How do, how do they do that? <laughs> they call up the same number. 875-8754. And, yeah, and we have a little volunteer form. And then we decide, well, what do, what do you want to do? Do you want to work in the kitchen? Because we have about four to six people every day in the kitchen. Volunteers. Volunteers. We work with the cook. 
because they have to prepare the salad, they have to prepare the desserts, uh, and they have to help set up and put out the food, you know, and serve the food and clean up. So um, they usually come around 1 o'clock, and they leave around 6 every wow. day. Right. And, and so we, we need volunteers for the kitchen, and then we need the drivers. And some, sometimes we need uh, – you can just sign up to be a, a volunteer substitute driver. So you wouldn't have to do it every week, but when you get called, we need a driver for Tuesday, then you would substitute. Because somebody's on vacation or whatever. Right. Well, we have a lot of uh, Canadians that come down. And when they come down, they volunteer large amounts, large. And so now they're leaving for the most part. Oh, they're getting ready to go home for the summer. Right. They have to go back. They have. They can only be here six months. So then we we get this big hole in our driving community. So then you need help. Right. We need the locals to step up for the summer months to take over. <laughs> to participate. Yeah. Now, so they donate their time and their gasoline. Right. For the deliveries. Right. They do. They, yeah, and, but it's all in the Kihei, South Kihei area. So, and each uh, route is clustered so that people were d- driving and they're dropping off maybe within two or three blocks. They have five or six drop offs. Right. You know, so they're all, the all 12 meals might be within a um, one mile square radius or something. Now, is like there that. somebody that takes care of that organizing the drop off route? Um, Bob Nelson. Does oh, a lot of that, okay. and um, right now um, we're having one of the gals from the St. Teresa's who's on staff there. She's kind of filling in until we get our program director back and a new program director and assistant. Till we get those people, she's been filling in. Yeah, sweet, very yeah. nice. So, what attracted you to being a volunteer at Holly? I mean, are you Catholic? Yes, I am Catholic, and I do belong to St. Teresa's. Okay. And uh, I was many, many, many years ago, and I guess it was um, they were announcing that they needed help in the kitchen. So I said, oh, it sounds like something we could do. So we went, and uh, we found a day that they had uh, that would fit our schedule, and we started, and at that time, Rio Saki was the... Um, the program director, so she, and she was great, you know. And so she would, you'd come in, you'd wash your hands, put your gloves on, and get ready, you know, make salad, do whatever had to be done. It was, and then you'd serve the meal, and it was very, very rewarding. We did that for a while, and then one day, um, Marie, one of the drivers, called up sick, very last minute. So Marie says, "You have a car?" <laughs> I said, "Yes." So she come with me. So she took me on the tour of the, of the neighborhood, basically, and we we delivered a, a, you know one of the routes. And I thought that was interesting. So I had signed up for doing uh, being a substitute because I figured I lived in the area, I could easily quickly get there. You know, right. if somebody. And so I did that for a number of years, and then just kind of got evolved into the fundraising part to realize that. This doesn't happen unless we can raise the funds to do right, it. Right, exactly. You know? so. so that's great. So it's by a one-day-a-week volunteer. It's grown into yeah, more. Right. Because you get committed and you see what's needed and you, um, you know they need your help. Right. And I said, as long as I'm healthy and I can still do it and I enjoy it, I'll, I'll, and then hopefully in the, somebody else will step up in the future and take over what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. So your f- most current fundraiser is coming to an end. It just ended on the 5th. Right. That was the uh, virtual 
uh, February is fundraising month at Ali Kalka. It seems yes. like that's going to be an ongoing <laughs> so, adventure. Well, we'll see. I mean, we we do miss we do miss having the uh, the dinner and and having we looking at ways that we can friend making that helps you keep friends engaged. Right, and it was uh, it's just an enjoyable evening, you know, of community, and uh, so we're looking. We think maybe we'd have to like something on the property. The property of the campus of St. Therese is really beautiful, and we have plenty of room, So, and the kitchen's there. So, you know, it's possible to have something. A tent, maybe a big tent. Right, a big tent, or just have like a, a luau or something like that. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're looking thinking and Thinking ahead for good ideas. Right. <laughs> That's the other thing. If you have a good idea, call oh, yeah. Mary at 875-8754. <laughs> And we also accept all kinds of donations, especially around Thanksgiving. I I would say we we must have had forty turkeys donated. The Grand Wailea donated turkeys. Uh, schools donate turkeys. Individual people donated turkeys. So we had plenty of turkeys for Thanksgiving. Plus, you know, many of them are frozen, so we could keep them for uh, other events. In, in, I mean, other meals. Uh, other meals throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we had done a big fundraiser a number of years ago to get a new freezer. A walk-in. I've, I've walked in that freezer. Right. <laughs> we had a walk-in and a new uh, side-by-side, so the two huge. And so now we can accept those kinds of big donations that yeah. are frozen. Because you can keep them frozen. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's see. Where are we going? We have, it's now uh, we'll have about seven more minutes. And what I'm trying to look at is what else does Holly Cow Cow need? Okay, you have, we've talked about volunteers. We've talked about fundraising, so money, time, your time with volunteers, your treasure with people donating money or uh, rice or turkeys or, you know, whatever is used there. What else is needed there? can't think of it. Pretty much uh, once we have the volunteers and once we have the money to run the program, um, those are the... T- I mean, those two are key things. And those are major things, and especially the volunteers. If you th- realize how many, you're talking about just drivers alone, it's 42 drivers a week, you know, and just uh, in the kitchen alone, that's like uh, 35, 40 volunteers, different volunteers a week, you know, and you realize how many volunteers that we have. It's amazing. It's amazing, you really. Know. You know, I don't think people realize how, how many people it takes. Yeah, <laughs> to produce what you're doing. It, well, the the mayor um, at the time, Mayor Awakawa, he had come to our event, and we had we asked him to speak. We were honoring him that that, that year, and he got up to speak, and he mentioned. He said, "Well, if the county had to do this." It would cost about a million and a half dollars. And so at that point, right after that, we did Fundacores, and everybody put their paddle up. <laughs> Fantastic. So. To donate rice or whatever needed right. to be donated. To keep the program going. Keep because- it going. Exactly. Because otherwise, you know what that means? Taxes would go up. Exactly. Right? That's what. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everybody got that message from, from uh, the mayor at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so are there any federal funds that you have access to? No, I've uh, written to Brian Schatz. I've written to um, Maisie. I've written have possibility of getting funding, especially since we feed so much of the elderly, you know, in the program. But and they sent me some things. But uh, see, we're under the uh, we're under the umbrella of the Catholic Church, 
because we're on the property and they, I mean, we couldn't do it without being under some major uh, umbrella. Right. And uh, so so our 501c3 is housed under, as a, under the Catholic Church of the Diocese of Honolulu. And so they're not, Catholic churches are not often uh, eligible for federal funding. Oh, I see. Okay. Even though we're it. independent ministry, that we you know we're not in totally independent because we're in the, on the property. Right. We don't like, but so it's a it's a it's a gray area for the federal government. They don't they don't usually want to contribute support right. religious activity. Right. Exactly. They would consider it religious, even though it really isn't. Well, it's ecumenical. If you ecumenical. want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. It's, but that's takes in. Everything. Everything. <laughs> I know. You know, that's humanity and right. ecumenical, right. I think, anyway. That's my personal opinion. Anyways, so we've heard a lot about Halikako. I've certainly learned a lot. I had no idea the amount of meals and the spread of the generosity of the food that is done. 80 homebound people. That is a lot of homebound. And uh, to be able to provide that seven days a week. So it's something that the community, I mean, maybe you can donate only $5, but, you know, it means that $5 is going to go to good, good, good use in terms of providing food and helping your neighbor who might be homebound, which you may not even know because maybe you don't know them. So I'd say the big thing is they always you always take cash donations. Oh yeah, <laughs> checks. Write the check. Get a five hundred one c three, and it, it's a tax deduction. Right. It's, and so can... that's something to really know about. I think. So where are we? Okay, we're getting pretty close to the end of the show. Anything else you'd like to mention, Mary? Before we get to the very, 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 very end. I would just like to say a big thank you to everyone who contributed, not just to this fundraiser but who contribute on a regular basis, whether they volunteer or they contribute money or food. I just want to thank the whole Maui community for supporting Holly Cow Cow. Yes, it takes, and as we said earlier, it does take a village to support the people who are less, less able to care for themselves in one way or the other. And it could be a family that at the end of the month, they just don't have money for food. It could be a homebound senior who can't get up and make their own food because they've been in the hospital for a week. Who knows what? But those are the kinds of people, homeless, the people who are homeless <clears throat> that sleep out at night, do not have a kitchen, do not have the facilities for making their own meal. So it's a very needed and a very well-loved service, I think, in the, in the, Maui, in the Maui community, but also in the Kihei community, which is where it's located. So let's say I'm going to just say thank you, Mary, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad that you were able to be here. Um, and this will be a repeating show on Saturday, 11 to 12, uh, the Nurse Practitioner Show. And my name's Mary Margaret Baker, and I'm the Nurse Practitioner. And we focus on health, wellness, and managing your dis-ease. And if you're out there and you have a program or something you'd like to talk about to educate the community, please give me a call. Call Holly Cow Cow. Oh, no, don't call Holly Cow Cow. <laughs> call K-A-K-U 88.5 FM, and they can get a hold of me. Take your name, your program, and I will get back to you. So I'm the person to contact for that. 
So here we go. Let's see. Let's see. So tune in on Saturday for the repeat show. And next Monday, we'll be having a show about children who are dealing with loss and what are the programs available to them. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha.